Yeah, so David, uh, how are you? Uh, you know, think I've been doing some research on um, uh, politics lately about George Bush. Um, uh, which one? Uh, you there know, George Bush, who was president. Yeah, yeah, there were two George Bushes. George H. W. Bush, who was president from uh, nineteen eighty-eight to nineteen ninety-two, and George W. Bush, his son, uh, who was president um, after then. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was watching a show on um, Amazon Prime called Declassified, and mm -hmm. there was these three mercenaries who got were held political prisoners uh, mm -hmm. by the Taliban. And George Bush was talking on TV uh, about the war and all that. Like, all he ever spoke about was just war. Uh, he, he was not just war, but certainly they did. Uh, he certainly expanded, let's put it this way, he expanded America's uh, military presence around the world. Uh, most presidents do. Uh, I think... One of the flaws of the Obama presidency was his bombing of uh, uh, the Middle East. One of the flaws of the Clinton presidency was his bombing and uh, his uh, uh, land invasions of, of, of various, uh, mostly the Middle East. Um, now, whether they were more than George W. Bush or, or or not, I'm not sure. Um, but but certainly uh, Bush had a fairly uh, bad reputation uh, around the world for his more uh, what they call hawk-like um uh, approach to foreign policy the mm -hmm. hawks are uh in favor of or generally in favor of using military solutions to solve problems the doves are generally in favor of uh, uh diplomacy um now that's a doves will go to war and hawks will um hawks will uh, uh look at diplomatic uh solutions but the tendency of both parties with a lot of crossover and a lot of moving between is one looks to the military first, the other one looks to diplomacy first. Uh, and Bush certainly fell on the um, military side of things. I think that's fair to say, yes. But see, Donald Trump, uh, he, he was, was he taking the troops out of uh, Iraq or something? He wanted to stop it. Uh, he announced that troops would be removed from Afghanistan. Um, this had been announced two years before. Uh, Obama had announced that. Um, Bush had announced that. Now, Afghanistan was uh, America's longest mm. uh, foreign war. We tend to forget this. Uh, it was one that was... He kind of kept off the television. Um, See, I was and declassified. There's been a lot of war crimes by the Americans. Yes. Um, and Guantanamo Bay, uh, uh, George Bush breached the Geneva Convention. Um, yes. 
that's not to say all militaries are breaching the Geneva Convention. Uh, there were some detainees were innocent. Now, uh, uh, how come detainees never went through a trial before proving guilty? Uh, this is a, a this is a can of worms that um, yeah, I. I I will try and unpack in a couple of minutes. We probably sure. need three hours. Uh, um, there's one. Don't you love those long silences? Hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, I, I think you had this very uh, aggressive um, approach by the, by the U S to, um, uh, make sure that their uh, perceived enemies and sometimes actual enemies, let's, let's be fair, were, weren't given due process um, because certain factions in the US military uh, and government didn't think they deserved it, uh, that they were enemies of the state. And as a result, you lose even your most basic rights. Now, even prisoners have some rights, you know, you, you have the right to food. You have the right to water. You have the right to not be tortured. You you have the right to uh, contact with certain with you know. Uh, sorry, let me start that again. You have the right to contact with family members. Uh, now, all of these can be constrained and changed in a way. Um, you know, it. If you're in jail, you can't expect to be uh, given. You know. You, you you can't expect to be allowed to make phone calls 24 hours a day to your family, for example. So they might say, okay, once a week on Sundays, it's visiting day and your family can come in, they can stay for an hour and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a bit more than that. It it depends on, on the prisoner. It depends on the policy of the jail. Now in Guantanamo Bay, they were being tortured. This is absolutely against the Geneva Convention. Um, uh, most countries, it's like intelligence agencies. Most every country would say this is wrong and stupid, and every country has one. Uh, torture is the same. Most countries uh, torture in some kinds of ways. There's physical torture and there's mental torture. Um, the Japanese, uh, I think, it was uh, Vietnam. They were using psychological torture. Oh, psychological torture has been around since forever. That's the um, worst, isn't it? It can be, yeah, um, because it's harder to prove. Mm. Um, because it's it it its effects of can be very very long lasting, um, and they've you know they've found that torture actually doesn't achieve anything. People will tell you what they want to hear. What sorry, people will tell you what you want to hear. Mm. Um, uh, people will tell you what you want to hear just to stop the torture, you know. Uh, Americans were very famous for uh, waterboarding, tipping people upside down and just uh, rushing gallons of water up their nose and their uh, mouths. T terrible torture, awful. Um, um, and the usual defense is that everybody does it. But as I'm sure your grandmother has said, if your friends jumped off the bridge, would you, you no. know, it, yeah, it, it doesn't make it right. You know, See, uh, 
Gary Power, the YouTube spot uh, fighter, uh, or the YouTube yep. pilot, he was held prisoner of war for like what fifteen years. Mm. And how come the American government never came to rescue him? Uh, I think partly they didn't know where he was. <laughs> they knew he was captured, but there's no point in sending in troops to every prison in the USSR. And mm. the USSR is a big place. Oh, yeah. And very easy to hide a prisoner. I think um, also the risk of nuclear war, sending in a, mm. a small group of troops breaches all kinds of international conventions and would have led to nuclear war. Um, so getting him out in the way they did diplomacy, though it was slow and, you know, awful for him. I'm not, you know, it wasn't a pleasant experience. Uh, he, he he would have, um, um, it would have been awful, but it was better than the alternative of wiping out most of the world through nuclear war. Mm. Um, so, yeah, even the Hawks. And, yeah, sure, the nice thing is had they found out, send in a group of uh, uh, Navy SEALs who are the, the elite uh, American um, mm. the elite American troops and get him out, but the consequences would have been catastrophic. And in all dealings but in international relations you've got to weigh the reward the reward against the risk and most foreign affairs tend to be uh more conservative uh tend to be more measured tend to be more considered um because tiny one tiny mistake can set off a whole chain reaction of things that can lead mm. to catastrophic catastrophic uh results yeah, I mean it's it's called declassified. It's on Amazon Prime. I'll give it a watch. Yeah, yeah and it's talking about some spies who committed espionage against the United States as well, who are working in mm. the CIA. Mm. Um, give it a watch because it's quite um, yeah interesting. It's all Thanks. declassified Thanks. information. But um, on WikiLeaks, actually, uh, have you you've heard of WikiLeaks? Yes. There's a video of American um, uh, helicopters. They were just, um, just, they were bombing civilians. Yep. Again, the idea is is that either one they've made a genuine mistake and thought that the 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 town they Shit. were bombing was a was a military installation, but it's also the notion of terror. Um, if you bomb civilians, and I am not at all um, uh, condoning this, but the, the, the argument behind it is that that civilian population turns against the government that's uh, allowed this to happen, that their own government, I mean. Uh, it's a risky situation. Uh, probably the most famous in Australia is uh, the Blitzkrieg, the Battle of Britain, where the Germans were bombing residential areas of London and other cities, as well as the factories, um, because it, part of it was to destroy the morale. Um, often, though, it can go quite the other way. Um, and, yeah, bombing non-combatants, 
and people who aren't directly working. You know, it's one thing to bomb a munitions factory mm. and there'll be civilians in there, but uh, that could be argued as the cost of war. Um, it's another thing to bomb residential houses. You the know, Americans have done that. Mm, oh, yeah. The so pistol. I mean, they pissed a lot of civilians off in um, Iraq and all that. Uh, Iraq and Iran and all of the Middle East Mm. are, what's the word? It's a fool's mission. Mm. Um, It's all over oil. They'll tell you it's all over other things, etc. Um, the whole Israel thing, um, the whole support of Israel from America, and I'm not, I, I'm not here to slam down Israel as a concept, mm. um, but a lot of it is because of evangelical uh, Christians in the in the American establishment who believe that Israel is key to God's plan on, mm-hmm. on, on the earth. Um, with, if those people were removed, I think we'd have a totally different situation mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in Israel. And again, this isn't to say that Israel shouldn't exist as a country. And I know that there are people who think that and, mm-hmm. and there are arguments. I, I think that there are solutions in which, you can have the country of Israel, the country of, or the state of Israel, the state of Palestine, and everybody's more or less happy. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. It was um, John Howard even quoted uh, Iraq had uh, weapons of mass destruction, but it wasn't proven. But the Russians were in Iraq before the Americans took over, too. Oh, the British were there in, Shit. you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it again, if they didn't have oil, there'd be no interest. Nobody's storming into Bulgaria or uh, um, uh, Argentina. Mm. <laughs> um, actually, you know, Argentina's the wrong. Uh, no, but yeah, nobody's storming into uh places that don't have easily accessible and abundant oil. I'll, I'll put it that way. No, that's um, a good point. But see, the, the US government, Australian government, they're saying, they're saying something completely different to the truth. Uh, that's governments, and that's governments of all stripes. Um, when you get into foreign affairs, you, you tend to get less party politics because things, it takes, you know, to, it, it takes 20 years to negotiate a trade deal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, because these things are complex, they're complicated, and uh, everything you trade has consequences for employment, for income, for GDP, for, for the economy. Um, you have to be careful that you can supply whatever you're trading for the length of the trade deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be confident that the other side can supply it. Um, uh, things, you know, technologies change. Mm. You know, 20 years ago, 
we didn't really have the internet in the way we have it today. Um, just as an example, uh, some things have become more efficient to manufacture. Some things mm. have become less efficient to manufacture because of uh, um, um, because of um, <laughs> access to resources. I like um, your arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, Jazz I hands. think no, I, I think you're right. Like WikiLeaks has uh, leaked. Like Julian Assange leaked out so much. Um, government information on that website mm. you can you can read it up man oh yeah no i uh, i find wikileaks it's a, a an excellent resource for stuff particularly the stuff they don't want you to but it's very hard to navigate mm. you've got to know what you're looking for um which i think might be partly deliberate you know i See, think it's, it's not a newspaper it's a news source you know now, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, France, Britain, uh, all went to Iraq. Iraq, is that correct? Iraq, I think, is Iraq. Uh, Sorry, yeah, that's uh, right. But why, if it's a, if it's an American wall, that they need another five other uh, countries just to go? I don't get that. The the coalition of the willing, it was mm. called. Um, partly, it was to legitimise. America's going in. Um, the The argument was after the September 11, 2001 bombings, mm. uh, or uh, sorry, uh, attack on the World Trade Center, not mm. bombings, um, uh, that this was a strike against the West mm. um, because the World Trade Center, of course, was a world trade center. There were lots of companies who would, you know, trade with each other and do business with each other within the within the buildings the thing is is that the uh terrorists on the planes were actually saudi they were from saudi arabia oh god but, but george now saudi arabia is a very strong ally of the united states um i i don't think there's been any evidence to suggest that uh, the they were working in concert with any government. Mm. Uh, I'm not even sure that they were working in concert with any terrorist organisation like uh, uh, Al-Qaeda. Certainly Al-Qaeda uh, approved. I think that's fair to say. Um, it's called ISIS but, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly they, they approved. But George Bush used it as an opportunity mm. to, to go in and see if they could secure the oil resources of, of Iraq. Um, and Saddam Hussein was mm. painted as a, a massive villain. Um, he probably was a villain, let's be fair, but he, he certainly had nothing to do with uh, or had very little to do with the, we'll call it the 9-11 mm. um, attack. Uh, they, of course, took him out. And mm. America has for a long time had a non-assassination policy, um, which they bend and break every now and then. Fidel you Castro. Think, oh, go on. Yeah. Do you think uh, all uh, militaries are going to bend, break the rules? Oh, I'm all sure. mil 
all militaries do. One of the things, too, is that if you've never had uh, a gun shot at you, if you've never been in a situation, it's very hard to know what the experience is like. Um, this isn't to justify any war crimes, of course, um, but people behave in all kinds of different ways under high stress uh, under high stress uh, uh, situations mm. um, again and and so people will do things having said that militaries will quietly order things to happen that perhaps or that yeah perhaps that they shouldn't um, they will governments will want things done to resolve difficult issues quickly um it's basically people are awful and power is a power is a corrupting influence <laughs> Australians, uh, it's uh, the British have done it, but ne they never talk about it as well. But um, yeah, at some stage they've all been guilty. Oh, for sure. Uh, if you ask any Irish person about British government, um, particularly those of a certain age, they will respond very differently to mm. interested Australians, for example. Um, and and with good reason. Mm. Do you need to take that? No, no. No, it's George Bush ringing. I want to give my side of the story. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's like um, Bill Clinton, um, when he denied sexual allegations with Monica Lewinsky, do you think he yep. was lying? Oh, he, he absolutely was. Um, uh, now... As a few people have pointed out, of course he was going to. Mm. As it was nobody's business except hers and his. There's a power issue here. Like, I, I'm not saying that he did the right thing at all, um, but you know it basically destroyed Monica Lewinsky's career, and I think she... damaged her profoundly as a person. Um, and she shouldn't have been. You know that it 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 it. it, it it was an awful, awful thing to to, to have happened. When and was this? Was this in the nineties? Yeah, this is what ninety four or ninety six or something. I was like a little baby, mate. I, I wouldn't remember. I just saw a clip on YouTube the other other week about it. Yeah, I, I'm just looking up um, now. What year it was? Ninety six. Um, here we go. Wikipedia says it's uh, <laughs> Wikipedia. Eighteen ninety-seven to, to two thousand and fifteen. No, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? November. Wikip Wikipedia as a as a scholar. <laughs> no, I, I I I've got a news thing here, and the scandal broke in nineteen uh, nineteen ninety-eight, so mm. late nineties, and yeah, I. Uh, uh, what happened to her was unconscionable. You know, it again. I don't. I don't think. I think 
Bill Clinton was in an understandable position to try and lie his way out of it. Mm. Uh, there were plenty. I, I don't, I'm, again, I'm not justifying it, um, but I think a lot of people in the same position would have done exactly the same thing. Um, but, yeah, it. I don't think, I, I, I thought it was terrible that it was her who, mm. You know, at at her age, she should have been heading up one of the Biden departments at this stage, if, or maybe working in corporates or what have you, and doing very well for herself. And she's clearly a fairly remarkable person because I think she's done okay for herself. But yeah, she was taken out of consideration for a lot of this stuff, um, just because. Um, the scandal was so damaging to her. And, of course, all it did was uh, give that lunatic wing of the Republican Party airtime, distract Clinton from other things as president and and destroyed the career of a, a very capable and, and, and uh, smart woman. Was Bill um, Clinton yeah. smoking uh, a lot of marijuana? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> maybe that's the way he should have gone. The attitude towards drugs in the US is he admitted famously to being at a party where a, a marijuana joint was passed around, but that he, he he didn't inhale. Um, George W. Bush had a cocaine habit. Oh my god! Uh, as a young guy, now it's one thing. I uh, in Australia we have a better, or we used to have a better attitude towards this stuff. In that, if you did it at nineteen, it didn't hurt anybody. It doesn't matter. Um, John Curtin and Bob Hawke both famously gave up alcohol because it was damaging to their performance. And if they wanted to be prime ministers, they had to stop drinking, which b both men did. But that's because their habit was destructive and and got in the way of the great the greatness both men were capable of. Mm. Um, uh, I think in America, though, at 16, you have a puff of a joint once that can destroy your political career, which is a bit harsh because I've, I've never touched any of this stuff myself, but there's not much harm in dabbling, I guess. Um, uh, but, yeah, this can destroy your, your career. Uh, in 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 ways, you know, there's stuff, of course, that you do at sixteen, seventeen that can have long term implications because it it shows to your character and it shows to your attitude. Um, in Australia, the cabinet minister who has been accused of uh, rape, mm. for example, I, I think um, that is, and in the states, Brett Kavanaugh. 
with his awful approaches to women. Although a few leftist journalists have said he's he's done his very best to become a better person. And at that point, do you lose? I mean, my view is that there are some things that just disqualify you for a job, even if you become a better person. Um, but there are others who'd say, look, yes, he did it at 1920 and he was terrible, but at 55 or whatever age he is now, he is actually a genuinely better person. Mm. Um, I guess I'm glad I don't have to decide on such stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's some stuff you do at 16, 17, 18 that speaks to your character. There's other stuff you do that just speaks to being an idiotic 16, 17, 18-year-old, <laughs> uh, look, which I've we done, all were. Yeah, look, I've done stupid stuff in my teen Teenage yep. life, you yeah. know, but um, no, it just goes to show. I, like, I miss, I miss church one Sunday. You know? <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> now it just goes to show that there's a lot of lying and corruption in the U.S. politics, David. There's a lot of lying and corruption in a lot of countries, um, even Australia too. Even Australia, um, it, it's there's a clean out coming. I think. Um, I think. I don't. I don't know that I agree with everything Joe Biden's doing, mm-hmm. but I certainly think that he's brought back a what's the word? He's brought back a dignity to the office that we haven't seen for quite some years. Four, um, four, uh, eight years or so, is it? Eight, eight years, yeah. Um, the president, any any state leader should have dignity, have dignity smarts, mm. um, wisdom. Now, they don't have to have it themselves, but, of course, you surround yourself with great people. Mm. You know, you can't be an expert on everything that a world leader has to know about and has to make decisions on, but you can mm. surround yourself with people who who can make the, who can advise you on what the right decision is. And, of course, people are human. Uh, there are all kinds of vested interests that come into play. Um, but s- Joe Biden can go overseas and nobody's worried that he's going to make a terrible uh, blunder or gaffe, which mm-hmm. you couldn't really say about the last guy. Um, well, it was like when – go ahead. Yeah, Donald Trump, um, I've, I've – see, he, he was – uh, shaking Kanye West's hand. Apparently, Kanye West was supporting him. Mm. Um, I had uh, a meditation teacher, uh, African American. He saw Donald Trump in a different way as well. Yeah, um, there are some African Americans that like him. Yeah, I, I think one of the big mistakes that we make is that we assume all people who are somewhat different to us Mm. all have the same attitude now 91 percent of uh, african-americans uh vote democrat and Mm -hmm. uh um that means nine percent are republican or not affiliated Mm. now again the complex history of the states is that in fact a lot of african-americans till about 1980 were republican Mm-hmm. Lincoln was a Republican. He freed the slaves. 
-hmm. And Southern Republicans and Southern Democrats were totally different things. Reagan brings in the Southern Republicans and, and using the economy as his linchpin changes the attitude. Uh, and, and as a result, uh, people like Bill Clinton are able to use African-American votes in the South. And there's, there's a semi-joke that Clinton was the first black president. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, of course, Obama, I think, might count there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. as it, it, obviously, Obama was the first um, uh, black president, but Clinton's attitudes towards African-Americans were was as if he was one of them. Um, See, and, and, and that and that helped. Obama was born in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, my question to you, Dave: You have to be U.S. citizen to be president, but Obama was yes. born in Hawaii. How come he became president? Hawaii is a state of America. Gotcha. It's, it was the fiftieth state, forty ninth or fiftieth in nineteen forty eight, Alaska and nineteen fifty four. Uh, Hawaii becomes a full state. Uh, John McCain was born in Puerto Rico, which wow. isn't a, a state. Um, having said that, he was born on a military base, and so both sides of politics said, yeah, we will let this slide because nobody doubted John McCain's commitment to America and that he'd lived his life in America. Um, what yeah. party is Donald Trump? Republican. What party's John McCain Republican. He was Republican too. Who's going to be the next Republican to run for president? They say Trump. Again? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. You're allowed two terms and he's had one. Um, oh, I thought you had to have the way it was going to work is you'd have two terms as the pr- president, but then after that they they replace you. Is that correct? That's that's correct. Yeah, you, you do your two terms and then you go off into the the sunset. He technically um, had. Uh, did he have two terms or was it just one as president? He only had one term. He lost the twenty twenty election. So if he had uh, a won the twenty twenty election, that'd be his second term. And just say he won the twenty twenty four election, he'd be replaced, would he? Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. They'd have to bring in. A new, and that's the constitution. The uh, convention mm. was that you only did two terms. Washington only did two terms, mm. and so nearly every president stepped down except for uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who who did a third term and died in office um, in his third term. Uh, mm. Most other presidents until Eisenhower. Uh, uh, step down voluntarily after two terms. And let's be fair, eight years is a long time with all the pressures of running the one of the most powerful countries of the world and then the most powerful country in the world. Um, in, I think Eisenhower was the first one who had to stand down because they, they amended the constitution to limit it to two terms. Mm. Uh, and in, in, in all honesty, I'm in favour of term limitations mm-hmm. because even good presidents can turn bad. Um, well, in Australia, we don't have that. You can be a prime minister no. as long as you want, but they do yep. replace them quite frequently. Yes. 
let's see, our longest Prime Minister was Robert Menzies, who I think did 13 years. What about John Howard? He was in for a while. He's the second longest. He did 11 years. Um, then who is it? Bob Hawke. Yeah. Then I think Malcolm Fraser. Uh, then who? It's probably Joe Lyons. Mm-hmm. Stanley Bruce, yeah. Uh, in fact, the last 10 or 15 years have been a bit anomalous in Australia in that we tend to keep our prime ministers in for a good two terms or so. Um, Julia Gillard was, re- well, Kevin Rudd got replaced by Julia Gillard, then they replaced right. Julia Gillard by Kevin Rudd. Yep. Then Tony Abbott came in, he got replaced by Turnbull. And now Scott yep. Morrison's been yep. there since. Yep. Uh, it looks like Scott Morrison will go to the next election um, because he changed the rules to make it harder to replace him. Um, mm. uh, now, to be fair, I don't think – I think both both major parties mm-hmm. – were in chaos, but they'd also picked people who couldn't manage that chaos for whatever reason. Um, um, so, yeah, both both the leader of the Labor Party and the leader of the Liberal Party, there are stricter rules to change them. Mm. Now, usually this is good. You, you don't want to be continually undermined by your colleagues and, you know, focusing on politics when you should be focusing on policy. Um, but it there's a danger in making it too hard to change in that when the person in, in charge is no longer fit for office for whatever reason, you should be able to remove them quickly. And, of course, these things will sort out. They'll work out a better balance that you can't just dump someone. Kevin Rudd brought in the rules when he came back in because he was, he'd was he been at 68 and 72 and 83% approval ratings mm. and he was down to 58 and they panicked. As John Howard said at the time, I'd have loved 58. He's, you know, he said, we'd have loved me to have 58%. He, he bubbled around 52, 54, you know, 50, I think his biggest was 65. Mm. And then, you know, he bubbled around the 50, just enough to keep winning. Um, and John Howard saw that hard decisions had to be made. Now, I we don't have to agree with those decisions, but he knew that to make the decisions that he had to make, and I didn't agree with a lot of those decisions, to be fair, he had to lose popularity mm. to, to, to bring them through. Um, yeah, and it, 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 becomes, it, it, be, it becomes interesting in, um, you know, how various people, various people uh, act um yeah yeah Mm. Mm. exactly yeah look um yeah it's a great uh great show with you uh today david i'll let you go Ah. (laughs) we'll have to wrap it up (laughs) 
I was just about to wrap it up. Nah, yeah, thanks for coming on Did the podcast. that go to you? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> thanks no, for thanks, com- It's always a pleasure, Steve, always. Love talking politics with you and Houston as well. Oh, good. You get a yep. chance. Um, it's so, uh, yeah, watch Declassified if you can. I will. I and will. Let, and let me know what you think. I look forward to it. And, yeah, th- thanks again for having me, Steve, and uh, we'll see you next month. Next. Nice.